Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. kind of have these random things we just call temp takers you know we try to take the temperature of the team do a couple different things that put some stress on you know whether it's a certain position group it's finding ways to force feed some adversity in practice just to kind of see the temperature of the team or the temperature or whatever it is that you're trying to evaluate and then that really can allow you the information and the data that you need to make the best decision going forward this season is flying by for many high schools around the country this is week five the midpoint of the season While it's always time to adjust, midpoint is certainly a milestone to measure where your team is, the development of your players, and depth. And being sure you've covered the aspects of the game in the season, that may come up later if they have not already. Today we talk to coaches from multiple levels about how they view this part of the season and the things they focus on to be sure the last half of the season goes well. We are joined by Dan Carroll, co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach at Coastal Carolina. Michael Turper, head coach at Ithaca College, and Steve Steele, head coach of the Six Pete State Champion Riggs High School in South Dakota, as they share their ideas on evaluating team progress and moving the team forward. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158. Or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. First, we talk with Coastal Carolina co-DC Dan Carroll. He shares what he believes are two very important aspects to focus on mid-season being sure that you are developing depth with the -the down-the-line guys and fixing issues with plays that hurt you earlier in the season? Well, I think there's two things that come to mind. And the first one is personnel. Every every team in the country in high school and college football and and probably in in professional football as well, 
there's going to be guys that aren't playing very much who will be better than the guys who are playing. Like they're going to develop and be better. There's a freshman on every roster in high school football right now who's going to be better than a guy who's a junior at some point, right? There's, there's guys on every college roster who will develop to be better. And I think part of team progress is, even though these guys aren't a major factor game one, are we developing them at a rate to where we're going to make them a factor by the end of the season? And obviously, some won't be. Right? It's not going to be every guy. But do we have a real plan? Or are we just – sometimes you just get so caught up with coaching the guys that are going to be on the field, which obviously we have to do a really good job of that, right? Because if we don't do a good job of that, they fire us and then somebody else is coaching. But are you striking a balance in developing that guy who might be ready game five, six, or seven? And you never know the way the rosters turn, you know, the way injuries happen, the way different things happen, academic situations, things of that nature in high school and college, that guy might have to play. Okay. So I I think about, when I think about evaluating team progress, are our twos and threes and our talented young players getting better? And if they're getting better, is there a chance they're going to help us this year? So that's the first thing I think of. The next thing I would say is, are the same plays hurting us? that were hurting us early in the year. And, and to give an example, I was a play, obviously, one play that 90% of people listening to this could draw up with their left hand is mesh. And I can remember being in, in staff rooms where maybe, like, you saw mesh three times in the first game, and two of them you fit it well, and one of them you didn't. You, you have to pay attention to the time that you didn't and really evaluate why you didn't get it covered up or get it fit up right. Because if you get that exact situation again, and it shows up the exact – if you don't fix it, it's likely to show up the exact same way. So, you know, maybe they called mesh three times and you got two of them into cover three and one of them into man. And, and the man one, you know, we didn't have a great plan on how the low hole player was going to cut the crossers and how we're going to trade them off. There's obviously, there's, you know, you could draw 20 ways to do that. But we said, well, you know, we covered the mesh two out of three times. We were efficient against it. Okay, but we have to really dig into why the one time didn't work and are we going to get that fixed in that coverage? You know, in that coverage with that personnel group on the field for us, maybe it was nickel, maybe it was dime, whatever. And are we specific with getting that fixed? Because what's going to happen is you're going to let that go and you're going to play mesh really well for four weeks. And then, you know, week six rolls around and you get the exact same situation versus the exact same personnel group and, you know, first man, and they pick you, and they you know they make a first down they didn't need to make. So I think that, you know, obviously, are we getting the young players, the talented players that we know are going to be the next guys up? Are we getting them ready within the context of coaching the guys who are starting and the backups, right? Like those the most important guys. But we also have to be diligent to get the back, the you know, the down the line guys who are going to be our next guys up, ready to go. And then are the same plays and same things hurting us in the middle part of the season that were hurting us in the early part of the season, right? Do we get the problems fixed? As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, 
Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next, we talk with Michael Turper, head coach of Ithaca College. He talks about developing the depth and keeping players competing and on their toes as they hit midseason and how to start working in younger players who've shown they have some ability that may help the team now. So we're pretty fortunate here at Ithaca where we're able to have developmental games throughout the season or JV games, if you will. We have a 125-man roster and you know we're playing four to six developmental games a year. So we really preach that no job is safe. Those guys are in AAA and if they're performing well, in AAA, we've got to give them opportunity on Saturdays. So we're always preaching that we're still searching for the best 11 in all three phases. And that keeps guys a little bit on their toes, but you know, it, it shouldn't create stress in their life. They should just make sure that they're coming out to practice and using great communication, playing with great eye discipline, their pad levels, right. Their feet is right. They're finishing in the proper athletic positions that we're looking for. You know, I think that's something that can always slip towards mid to late season as guys just get a little bit of sloppy with their athletic positions and how much they're communicating with each other. So we really preach that. We understand that practice one isn't going to look like, you know, practice 75, right? So it's, it's really making sure that our guys focus on the main things in practice. We've got a great sense of urgency and that reflects the moment because we all know that practice repetition will become game reality. So Again, just preaching the fact that no job is safe. We're always competing uh, in the in, on the inside so we can compete on the outside and then making sure that we're coming out to practice with the fundamental structure that we need to make sure that we're getting done what we need to get done to work towards Saturday. So you mentioned your developmental teams, JV teams, you know, have those in high school, small college, and it is an important phase. And you you do have those guys who excel in those games, of course, they're not exactly the same as far as the speed of the game, the detail that goes into preparing for that game. They're not really game plan for. You're not watching film on the opponent necessarily. So there are some differences. But when you do see that guy who shows that potential, what's the way of maybe working him in a little bit more, especially though if that other guy is performing well at the varsity level? It starts in special teams. So if you got guys that are showing up in those JV developmental games that are playing with great excitement. You know, maybe not everybody's responsibilities are going to be 100%. They're going to grade out the best, but is their motor going? When the competition heats up in those situational moments, does their game raise? And, and that's really how we're trying to identify early risers in our program. And then can we get them into a special team at a home game? Maybe they're not traveling yet, but you know, let's just see them run down as a, as a six on kickoff and see what happens here. And, and a lot of times those guys will get in there and they're going to make a play and we're going to be like, okay, this, this checks out. So I think that's, you know, and injuries happen. So there's opportunities that will be had, not that guys are losing their spot, but it's as a year weight wears down on people, you know, certainly we're going to need some depth. So I think it really works out well with us being able to evaluate those young guys and uh, get a good feel for who are the guys that shine when the lights are the brightest? And let's give them an opportunity on Saturdays. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. 
This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finished with Steve Steele, who's led Riggs High School to six South Dakota State Championships in a row. He discusses how they handle any issues within the team by using what he calls temp takers and how they manufacture adversity so that being in adverse situations won't hurt them later in the season. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we do is we kind of have these random things we just call temp takers. You know, we try to take the temperature of the team, do a couple different things that put some stress on, you know, whether it's a certain position group, if there's a dilemma, you know, where there's guys that have been kind of trading starts or, you know, there's not a clear cut position. Or if there's a leadership question, you know, that you test the leadership. But, you know, kind of finding ways to force feed some adversity in practice just to kind of see the temperature of the team or the temperature or whatever it is that you're trying to evaluate. And then that really can allow you the information and the data that you need to make the best decision going forward. If you're kind of sensing a leadership dilemma and you take the test of it and it's not a good response, then, you know, you, maybe you've got to switch up the leadership. Maybe you've got to you know, have a conversation at the very least uh, about the leadership and, and about the direction that the, the kids or leaders on the team are going. If it's position battles, uh, you know, and you're really kind of trying to figure out who's the ride or die guy, then, you know, sometimes those can clear up that picture as well, or, or someone else can step down and you can see that, that comfort, you know, and I think that's another big part that can come up in the middle of the season is, especially if you're having success is the comfort if guys are getting too comfortable then you know, getting that culture shock of adversity right in the middle of the season can be a good wake-up call and um, you know then you can kind of hopefully beat them to the punch where you're not taking a loss as a wake-up call you're you know you're taking a couple really hard physical challenging practices to do that instead that's the biggest thing that we've done is whether the temp takers for us it's something that our coaching staff discusses and it's not always the same thing necessarily it's and it's not even always about the same group of the team obviously every team is, is very different so kind of figuring out what's going to make or break your team in those early weeks and, and the identity and then kind of testing out the temperature and, and figuring out, is this the path that we need to be on? You know, even if we're undefeated, are we risking losing when it matters or, or is there something that we can address now? And we've been able to do that pretty well. We've taken the little idea of testing out the temperature and seeing if it's where it needs to be right at this moment. And if not, then, you know, how do we get it back? I love that idea of of the temp takers and you, know, you mentioned risking losing later especially you get on a roll in the beginning of the season sometimes you get those blind spots can you give us an example of something that's it was a temp taker for you that maybe saved you down the line when you identified it there and were able to make some adjustments yeah a few years ago uh, you know we were on a roll you know i mean we hadn't had really a competitive game i'd say two-thirds of the way through the season you know or you know later middle half of the season and we hadn't really been pushed in a game yet we were undefeated and i think our closest game was 30 points or so you kind of felt a little bit of that complacency setting in so that that was the challenging part you know I mean was that uh, you know so how do we respond when we're pushed because we haven't been pushed in a game and 
if we happen to get pushed in the playoffs and, and we don't respond well, the season's over with a loss, you know, no matter what our record was to that point. So, I mean, you know, we just could kind of designed a couple practices where we brought flags out and we were throwing flags. We kept moving the offense back. We, we kept trying to do everything we could to force feed that adversity and, and just see what would happen. You know, would the kids turn on each other? Would they be blaming? Would they yell at the coaches? Would they be upset? Same thing with the defense. We tried to give the offense as many, or the scout offense as many breaks as we could. We actually had a National Guard come out and uh, just in the middle of practice put our kids through a huge, grinding, brutal workout just to bring that humility of you think you're all that, we'll see you do this. I think that that was a, a huge, huge reason that uh, that complacency never set in. It was a very big wake-up call, and I think that when we did get adversity, we actually, you know, we got, I think in the semifinal, a little bit in the championship game, we, we had some strong adversity go against us, and uh, the guys, because of that, I think was a big part of it. They stuck together and they found a way to pull through in the end. Those are the types of things that we sat down as a staff and they were, we were very deliberate in, in how we planned it and then and how we tried to execute it as a coaching staff. But it was more of a, you know, what this team needs, not, uh, you know, all well, it's planned for this game or this formation or this scheme. You know, it was a lot more of planning for, you know, hey, what's going to happen if, if we go down? What's going to happen if the other team's got a lead late in the game and we've never faced that? So it was trying to find ways to make similar situations in practice with those higher pressure, you know, that those adversity moments that uh, we could try and prepare for should they come later in the season. Thank you again for listening to our season series on coach and coordinator. Please keep tuning in all season long as we address the issues that the season brings and share ideas from coaches at all levels to help you have a successful season. All season series episodes are cataloged on coachandcoordinator.com and sign up there for our weekly tip sheet, which gives you a rundown of the ideas shared each week. Be sure to check the show notes for related episodes and resources from the coaches who appeared today.